0: Testing live to the world, now, now, now. it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with Name It and Claim It. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his Great Commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, End Time Watchwoman, Sheila Zielinski Hello listeners and welcome to The Sheila Zielinski Show for this Tuesday, May 26th 2015 edition thank you all for tuning in from across the globe and a big shout out to the new listeners from england over there at winb i broadcast daily monday through friday 6 p.m eastern time right here on worldwide christian radio and you can listen in high def stereo sound at weekendvigilante.com folks my guest today is acclaimed author nutritionist and biochemist Dr. Ted Brower. Today, we're going to break down what is happening to our food and the 10 things you must avoid in order to maintain good health. We're going to get into chemtrails, immunizations, and these GMO frankenfoods and what they're really doing. Are GMOs actually affecting your DNA? And find out what we in the West... Are ranked at when it comes to chronic disease, such as cancer, diabetes, and heart disease rates among all the industrialized nations. You'll be shocked to find out, folks, and what you can do about all of this. It is my pleasure to have him on the program today. Dr. Ted Brower, welcome to the program. It's an honor.
1: Oh, Sheila, my pleasure to be on with you. Thanks so much. I've spoken to people all over the world. My family, my relatives are here in the United States and in Germany. And I'll say this to our German listeners this morning. Meinem mutter hat Oskar von from Deutschland. And so they'll know what that means. That means my mother came over from Germany in 1952. She saw the entire rise and fall of the Third Reich. And she had some horror stories to tell about that. We'll talk about that today. Uh, We're going to talk about how we've slipped into fascism in the United States and what's happened with our country and our Constitution. Plus, we're going to talk about food today, the top 10 foods never to eat I'm going to tell the listeners how they can lower blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, blood sugar levels, and how they can have tremendous energy all of the days of their life. I'll be 60 years old this year, and I feel absolutely wonderful, and yes, I always talk this fast, and no, I haven't drunk any coffee. So (laughs) So in case those questions pop up, we'll already have answers to all of those, and also I want people to realize is that I want them to grab a sheet of paper and pencil if they can, because I want them to take some notes. Uh, at the end of the show, Shield's gonna be giving out my website and contact information. I've got a new book out, so you'll be able to get that. So always remember your health is your most valuable asset. I mean, I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, you have to take care of your body. You have to take care of your health. And one more question before we start. If you are 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight and you feel absolutely horrible, let me ask you a question. How bad does it have to get before you start making healthy dietary changes and healthy lifestyle changes in order to correct your conditions? How sick do you have to get? How many diseases do you have to get? How many drugs do you have to take? How many times do you have to get cancer? What do you have to do in order to get you motivated to do something? And that's what we're going to talk about today is the motivation behind feeling good and why your health is your most important asset. And I don't care if you were a billionaire and you were about to die, you'd give every penny you had in order to stay alive. And that's what people need to realize is you don't want to wait until your deathbed to try to start doing healthy things. Also, I want to cover the top five ways to burn and melt body fat. And we'll also talk about cellulite. There's some natural things you can do for cellulite too, which are legitimate, guys. This isn't kind of weird claims on cellulite it actually does work you can check with my wife about that she'll tell you that and we'll talk about some other products and stuff that we have that are cutting edge plus we'll talk about our newsletter that you can get that absolutely it's absolutely free so whenever you're ready Sheila we'll get going
0: well our health we really need to be proactive again I always say to people you cannot put a price tag on your health but you know Ted I look around of course you read the headlines things have absolutely reached Caligula level craziness Never before in history has there been this kind of full-spectrum pummeling on all fronts here. It's not bad enough we've got wide-open borders and ISIS and Jade Helm looming and this draconian militarized martial law, but hey, never mind, because the Spanish flu is back. I mean, riddle me this, Ted, why does the CDC hold these patents on all these pandemics and why is Monsanto giving these mega cash infusions to companies to develop vaccinations and then you couple that with behind these closed doors these mad scientists are breaching the genetic code and the DNA complexities that separate the individuality of men It's like the whole world is a laboratory to these mad scientists. And you look at the area of food production. There's these new hybrid plant species. They've been scientifically engineered with derivative frankenfoods. Those are appearing on our supermarket shelves. Even Obama now inking deals so we can't even get natural remedies. Where do we start with all this, Ted?
1: (laughs) Gosh, Sheila. Man, I, I don't even, you know, let me start with this. I spent 400 hours in the biochemical genetics lab at Florida State University back in the 70s. It was called biochemical genetics, and uh, we did all kinds of experiments. So these guys know what they're doing. I mean, this is basic training that I had way, 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 way back when. And so I've had a lot of experience in all of this stuff. I was a state licensed nutritionist here in Florida for many, many years. i worked with thousands of patients and helping them to lower blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides but sadly enough and maybe goodly enough if that's a good word to use <laughs> I've been exposed to this matrix and I kind of figured out what we're in now and the reality is everything you said was true i mean we got we got you know dr francis boyle who actually wrote the biological weapons treaty he right. was talking about how they were actually doing experimentation in the, on the Western horn of Africa with Ebola last year to try to develop these viruses to weaponize them. I mean, it wasn't like he was making this stuff up. He did it on the Alex Jones. So you can, you can hear him talk about it on Alex Jones. Yeah. So I'm wide awake. So I'm not some, I'm not some academician. I was a college professor for two years in Tallahassee after I graduated up there. And so I'm not some stick my head in the ground guy. I've worked with thousands of folks, and I've watched them come in with up to 25 different medications. Let's start on these top 10 foods never to eat, because if I start in on what's going on globally with Jade Helm and open borders, there's going to be a whole show on that. But the reality is, the reason the borders were open, and I find this irony, and you can riddle me this. Why is it that they're requiring now, everybody in the whole country, they're trying to pass legislation everywhere, including California, North Carolina, to remove the religious exemption for vaccines for folks that homeschool and everybody else. It doesn't make any difference anymore, but yet they allow all of these people to come in across the border, completely sick, diseased with tuberculosis, with dengue fever and everything else, and they're not required to have medical testing done or receive immunizations when they cross into the United States. That's number one. And number two, why is it that we have porous borders in the Southern United States that we know they're bringing ISIS leaders through, and now we're thinking that maybe, perhaps, Jade Helm exercises Or preparation for an ISIS attack in the United States to bring in martial law. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but we have, we already have, we pretty much are going to have medical martial law anyhow. And the tyranny that's enveloping the United States is unprecedented, and the republic is falling. That we are, we are on the Titanic. The ship is taking water, and we're sitting in the deck chairs while the orchestra is playing. You know, Stille Nacht, Heiligenacht, or whatever they're playing. And we're figuring out, and we're, and we're trying to figure out, hey, it's going to be okay. It's not okay. We've got to fix the stinking holes in the ship. We've got to get rid of Congress and the Senate. We've got to get rid of all the people that aren't awake up there. And we, to have, sorry, we need to get rid of all of this draconian legislation as far as forcing us. I mean, it's so funny to me because my son was going into the military a few years ago. And then he had, he had graduated from college at the age of 19 with his bachelor's degree with honors. He had taken his military exams going to go into the Marine Corps as an officer. He wanted to be, he wanted to serve our country. And then he was accepted in. And then what happened is Obama won the election. And my son said, dad, I'm not serving under him. I refuse to do that. And I said, well, Austin, you know, the other thing too is that, you know, remember, you're going to get a whole bunch of immunizations. And you know what they told him? As an officer, we will exempt you from the immunizations if you so wish. Wow. Now think about that. And all of these enlisted guys, these grunts, they have to, be, they have to take these immunizations. But let's not, let's not even start on immunizations. Number one food never to eat are the high-fat luncheon meats. I include bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, and hot dogs. Remember this. This is so important. The University of Southern California, a few years ago, Sheila, they did a study. And they found that children who eat just three hot dogs a week have nine times the risk of leukemia versus children who do not. Wow. We know that the sodium nitrite reacts with stomach acid to form nitrosamines, which massively increases the risks of pancreatic cancer, colorectal cancer. We also know there's a 60 times greater risk for pancreatic cancer for those folks that eat a lot of sodium nitrite. This is in the luncheon meats. Now, the manufacturers, the globalists that are feeding us this poison, they know this. And I guarantee you these top guys that are living to be 80 and 90 years old, they don't eat sodium nitrite. They do a lot of other weird things too we can talk about later on the show, but they don't eat sodium nitrite because they know it kills you. Now, what I tell folks is this, the number one food not to put in your body are the high fat lunch meats, bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, hot dogs. But Ted, bacon is so good. <laughs> well then do the turkey bacon, get the organic turkey bacon without sodium nitrite. Sharon uses it and cooks with it all the time here at the house. Okay. And we actually have a cookbook that we actually have all these recipes in. We've learned over the years, it's easy to make food substitutions to get rid of the bad foods. We know there's, a, in many cases, there's actually a certain percentage of rat or rodent hair in sausage meats. We know that. Now, the FDA doesn't, they don't have an allowable percentage. If they find it in the laboratory or in the, when they're testing the meats, they close the plant and they sterilize it. I've gotten a letter from the FDA telling me that. They're not denying that it happens. They're just saying that they don't allow it. Now, what's interesting, we have to understand this. Rats don't get haircuts. You don't see the little rats sitting there at the barbershop with a little drape around him getting a haircut. So when we get rat, hair, and in food, invariably it's because the rat itself has fallen into the grinding vat and has been, part, has been made part of the sausage meat. So the next time you go to a ball game and you want to eat a hot dog, just order the rat on the stick and that, that'll, be, that'll, that'll be your corn dog and you can have something that's about as nauseating as it can be. But always remember that visual. A rat on a stick is a corn dog and you don't want to do it. Just stay away from foods like this. A number two to stay away from Is NutraSweet, Aspartame equal diet sodas? I think it's Pepsi now is coming and getting rid of, or maybe Coke, I'm not sure which one it is, is getting rid of all of the Aspartame now in their beverages because they realized after 30 years, and they knew this going into this, remember Donald Rumsfeld, who was the head of G.D. Searley, is the one who got this thing approved back in the 70s, even though because of the Delaney Amendment, they could not get it approved because it caused brain cancer in the laboratory animals in which it was tested. In fact, in one of my books, I wrote a whole chapter, and it's available on my website for free. You can read the whole article for free. It's it's called Aspartame, A Chronicle of Crime, and it goes into detail on how the product was approved. In one study, every single primate tested developed grand mal epileptic seizures, all of them. Now, they take three ingredients to manufacture aspartame. They use phenylalanine, aspartic acid, and paint thinner, which is also known as methanol. The methanol is a neurological poison that cannot be made non-poisonous. So, you're drinking paint thinner when you drink diet sodas, remember that. Now, also remember, there's an aspartate receptor in the nerve cells in the brain, and when you get aspartate in the brain, you end up getting a release of dopamine. When, you, when the aspartate receptor receives it in the brain, it releases dopamine. That makes aspartame super, super addictive because of dopamine release. That's why some people who are drinking diet sodas, you literally have to beat them with a whip to make them stop drinking aspartame. It's a, it's a brain entrainment molecule that releases dopamine. Now Rumsfeld knew that. G.D. Searley knew that. They all knew that. And what it does, it almost just completely, in some people, destroys their short-term memory. It also causes massive depression in a lot of people. Plus, if you combine aspartame and nitrites together, this is like if you go out and have a pepperoni pizza with a diet soda, or you have a rat on a stick with a diet soda, Okay, if you have one of these things that have sodium nitrite and aspartame together, you form a chemical in the brain that's called a DKP. That's an acronym in neurochemistry for what's called a diketiopeperazine. That degrades to form what's called a nitrosurea. And Sheila, nitrosureas are the most effective agent known to man to produce malignant brain tumors in laboratory animals. So if you want a rat or an animal to get brain cancer, you basically inject it with nitrosureas or you give it a pepperoni pizza and a diet soda. I can't tell you how many people I've tried to help with this. Just here recently, I had a pastor friend of mine, his name is Frank, he's out of Texas, and another girl who did some uh, ghostwriting for me as far as some newsletters that I put out a few years ago. And both of them ended up being addicted to aspartame. And they both contacted me, they are having severe health problems, both of them were in their 40s. And Frank ended up getting off of going cold turkey and so did Michelle. And what ended up happening is both of them experienced extreme withdrawals, including nausea, hallucinations. It took days to get off this product. That's how addictive it is. Because remember, it's like being addicted to an opiate. It's unbelievably difficult for people to have that receptor site that activates to be able to get off of this product because of the addictive nature of it. And they knew this was going to happen. But yet they still put it in the food supply. And it's been in the food supply now for 35 years years.
0: Unbelievable. They know aspartame is horrendous when it comes to health effects. And they did a study where they put ants on a sidewalk and they put a bunch of varieties of things like apple slices. And anyway, they put this aspartame filled lollipop, the ants went around it. So even ants know better than to touch aspartame. Now, speaking of experiments. I don't know if you saw this article, Ted, but this was quite stunning. People can look this up in the Huffington Post in 2010, but if they type in genetically modified soy linked to sterility, infant mortalities in hamsters, basically what they found out after testing, in a nutshell, Ted, is that three generations of hamsters, when they were on a genetically modified diet, they stopped producing after two years So, they were unable to procreate. Can you imagine? That is just stunning.
1: No, we're going to talk about soy. We're going to talk about GMOs in just a minute. They're also listed on my top 10 list of foods never to eat. But no, that's exactly what happens. If you give a mouse, in fact, a study came out of France a couple of years ago in which they fed mice just nothing but GMO corn for like 30, 40, 50, 60 days. And within 90 days, these mice actually ended up having cancerous tumors. And so it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. And so I've, I've got all that posted on the website, too. Number three to stay away from, and if you don't know this, you must be living in a cave, trans fats. Don't eat margarine. Don't eat Crisco. Don't eat hydrogenated anythings. These things are super toxic, super poisonous, and you can't put them into your body in any concentrations. They're that bad for you. Trans fats are basically one of those things that uh, they don't even want those things down in hell. They have to poke those out, and shove them up to us along with the aspartame. I mean, this stuff is so bad with sterility, with lowered sperm count, with breast cancer, with heart disease, and they knew it, and they knew it, and they knew it, and they knew it. And they give these plasticized molecules to us as food, and they think it's okay. A few years ago, I was doing a, one of the top talk shows with Stephen Vicky in Atlanta, Georgia, huge, huge FM station like 15 years ago. And I remember I was doing the show and I talked about hydrogenated oils and how bad they were. And I remember one of the medical schools there in Atlanta raised such a stink that they they demanded equal airtime because their, quote, dietitians disagreed with me. And they said that margarine was much better than butter. And it was so funny because I, I couldn't even believe it. This was the prevailing thought like 15 years ago, Sheila, the Food and Drug Administration had said that all manufacturers had to start labeling trans fats and hydrogenated oils on their labels and they had a problem trying to figure out what the daily allowable amount was going to be because they said they were so poisonous that no amount was safe and i'll never forget steve started off the show and he goes well you know we had the folks from tufts university they came in they said you were crazy ted right on the air how do you feel about that and you know what i told them, sheila the holy spirit was so good to me Uh, here's what i said to them: i said they're absolutely right i'm nuttier than a fruitcake And the guy said, Steve said, it. he goes, well, can you explain why you think you're crazy? I said, yeah. I said, I'm crazy enough to believe that the United States doesn't have to lead the world when it comes to heart disease, to diabetes, and to cancer, and that we don't have to have this autism epidemic, and that we don't have to have all of these kids running around with ADD and ADHD, and I'm crazy enough to believe that this breast cancer rate could be slowed down. I'm crazy enough to believe all of this stuff, Steve. So if that makes me crazy, make me certifiable, send a little short bus to pick me up, I'm good. And he started laughing, and we did another show. But the point is, Sheila, everything they had said on the air, I was able to refute within six months because the Food and Drug Administration had come out 100% equivocally on my side. Wow. Now The problem that we have is that the major manufacturers, especially with the immunizations, all the other people back in the 80s because of Reagan, he gave them blanket immunity against damages. Well, they don't bother to tell you they've paid out billions of dollars in the vaccine immunization fund now for damages to the children have been permanently injured or killed or damaged and have become basically, you know, vegetables because of immunizations. And we'll talk about that after we finish this top 10 list. So the reality is they don't talk about it because the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about anything we're talking about today. Because, you know, what's interesting. Back in the 90s, I used to do up to 40 radio talk shows a week. and I'm talking huge shows. KDKA out of Pittsburgh, KISS FM out of LA. I mean, huge talk shows with Rick Dees and Mike Pintack. And what happened is I did these huge talk shows and I was making a huge impact nationwide. I was on the seminar circuit. I shared the platform with President Bush and Barbara Bush and Colin Powell. I had books out. I was selling millions of books and talking to over a million people at live seminars. And what happened is they suddenly started closing all of the radio shows down. Because what happened is Bill Clinton signed, you may not even know this, back in the early 90s, He changed the law before that the law was that only one entity could own one show in one market that you couldn't buy up all the stations in one market. And then what happened is George Soros came in and funded clear channel. People don't even know this came in and funded clear channel and they started buying up all of the stations and also they owned thousands and thousands of stations and what they would do, Sheila, they would issue an edict out. You can't put alternative health people on the shows. Because, number one, remember, the Rothschild banking cartel and George Soros and all these guys are locked together. And they have what's called interlocking corporate directorships with all of their pharmaceutical corporations. And the pharmaceutical corporations are owned by the same groups of people that own all the media. And they don't want people coming on the media and giving alternatives to statin drugs. They don't want, because statin drugs cause cancer, they cause kidney disease and they cause liver damage. People know that now. They don't want them giving alternatives to Prozac that all these things have been linked to now to cancer and also to suicide. They don't want alternatives for that. They don't want alternatives for for adult onset diabetes, which is one of the easiest things to correct. A good friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Doug Hagman has said on the air multiple times. He had he was diagnosed with adult onset diabetes and his blood sugar was at 450 and he told me, he says, Ted, can you help me? I said, absolutely. And just by using supplementation and dietary change alone, Doug was able to reduce, reduce his blood sugar down to around 100 to 120. Now they don't even consider him to be diabetic anymore. See, this is what people need to realize. It's really easy to feel good. It's really easy to have tremendous energy. But you've got to start doing what you need to do as quickly as you possibly can. Because think about this, Sheila. We know the United States is in trouble. We know we're on the deck of the Titanic and we're taking water. I mentioned that earlier. What we also know is there's a lot of people out there that are listening to your show right now that are on 4, 5, 10, 15 different prescription drugs. And they're not able to get out and do anything. And here's what I tell people all the time. I'm 60 years old. I take no meds. I've drunk no coffee this morning. I have top mental acuity. I feel absolutely great. I use a topical magnesium product every single day that absolutely has massively increased my mental acuity in the past six to eight months. It's amazing what it's done. It also elevates testosterone, helps to maintain lean muscle mass, all these other different things. But what people need to realize is if you're on all these prescription drugs and something bad happens, what are you planning on doing if you have a month's supply of your drugs or two weeks supply of your drugs? Let's get healthy now. Let's start making healthy alternatives now by just changing your diet and taking the proper supplements. Number four to stay away from is shellfish. I include lobster, shrimp, oyster, prawns, scallops, crabs, clams. I mean, you don't want to eat these types of foods. I mean, oysters, really? Shellfish out of, the, out of the Pacific Ocean now with Fukushima belching out radiation now? Are you kidding me? I mean, the Gulf of Mexico with all the core eggs they dumped in you want to eat shellfish out of that? Are you kidding me? I mean, shellfish basically clean up the environment. They're like little septic tanks. They eat all the dead, rotting things and the filthy water filters through them. God put them here, and he said in the Old Testament not to eat it if it didn't have fins and scales. Shellfish are not considered healthy food to eat. They're not kosher. They need to be avoided. They're poisonous. They can have high levels of arsenic, lead, and mercury in them. Don't put them in your bodies. Every year we have about 12 to 15 people die of paralytic shellfish poisoning in the state of Florida. I'll never touch this stuff. Back in 1981, 1982, I came down with shellfish poisoning, and I was sick for almost a week. It had to happen to me one time, Sheila, and I said, enough of shellfish. And remember, I'll make, another, I'll make another easy analogy for you to remember. A cockroach is an arthropod. A lobster is an arthropod. All a lobster is is a giant cockroach that eats dead things on the bottom of the ocean floor. That's it.
0: So I guess my cockroach crab salad, my paint thinner Diet Coke, and my rat-on-a-stick hot dog lunch is out today. Gee, thanks, Ted. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. (laughs) Number five to stay away from is the junk food category. I include Twinkies, Ding Dongs, Cupcakes, and GMO foods in this category. This is very, very important you stay away from GMOs. We've already talked about what they do, how they do it, and how they decrease fertility. And, And also, we're killing the honeybees with this GMO crap. That's all we're doing. These things are actually engineered as pesticides to keep the bugs from biting them. The problem is what they forgot to understand is that the corn, when they GMO it like this and the honeybees go to fertilize it, that the honeybees are bugs too. (laughs) I mean, forgive me for laughing, but I mean, did did anybody not think through this?
0: (laughs) You know, look at Monsanto as a company. I mean, why are there Monsanto employees wearing hazmat suits in fields? Does that register with anyone?
1: Well, no, that's exactly right. And, and you know, when, when corn is labeled as the pesticide and not as a food, and, you know, when we plant it and we eat it and we give it to cows and we change DNA. Because remember, and I don't really get, want to get into a lot of this today because we do a whole thing on the soul and the body and the, and, the, and the multiple dimensions. I could talk about all of that stuff. I love talking about that stuff. But, you know, we now know that our bodies and what we're in basically is a hologram and we're basically a frequency, a sound wave is what we are that we modulated a very specific frequency given our DNA. And we know that when you put a different harmonics in our body with these GMO foods, it changes our genetic frequency. It literally changes. It changes the epigenetics. It changes everything in our body. And these people that are manufacturing these foods, they know that they know that Sheila, because gosh, they took the same biochemical genetics classes that I took. And as a scientist, I understand that. And so the problem is, they don't care. See, you got to remember, when God created the earth, he gave the human beings a very unique thing. He gave us a soul. And all of these other entities, these interdimensional entities, if you want to call them fallen angels or whatever you want to call them, it doesn't make any difference what you call them, they they don't like us because of that. And they're trying to do all this genetic experiment on us and all this other kind of crazy stuff, just like they did in Genesis chapter 6. With all the genetic experiments that were done, and the entire population had become genetically messed up, and God ended up having destroyed the planet because Noah was the only person that had clean DNA left. I mean, read the Bible for what the Bible says. It's very clear what happened. And Jesus said, as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be with the returning of the Son of Man. He's saying the same thing's going to happen over again. Now here we are, genetically modifying the crops, which are genetically modifying us, genetically modifying people. Now they're going to transhumanism. They're so hacked off they can't figure out how God gave us a soul and how we live forever that they'd rather just kill us all because they hate God's creation. That's what it all boils down to. You have the good and the evil. You have this war going on in the cosmos, and the book of Ephesians tells us that. But we don't want to read that into that, and the pastors in the pulpit, they just want to say, hey, look, God loves you. Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. You, you know, Pray happiness, happiness, and everything's happy, happy. Well, I got a newsflash for these guys. It's not happy, happy. The book of Revelation is not happy, happy, and nobody wants to address it. Now we're going to a one world religion, a one world church with a one world government and the one world religion they're going to pick is going to be Luciferism. That, and that's what, and you know, it's true. Now I can get off on a whole tangent, but so just in case your audience doesn't think that I'm awake, <laughs> I, gave last, I gave them the last five minutes as a bonus. So, so stay away from these GMO foods, the Twinkies and Ding Dongs and cupcakes, all of that junk. Also remember, we have one of the highest populations of ADD and ADHD not to mention the autism in the world. But what happens with these kids, and I saw this in my clinic for years, almost all of the kids with ADD and ADHD, they drink, eat a lot of red dyes and blue dyes. When you go to my website, we've got a program called Eat, Drink, and Be Healthy, and it goes into detail on what people can do with kids that have ADD and ADHD. Now, what's interesting about this is this. The drug of choice for this is either, either Ritalin or Adderall. These are amphetamine salts, okay? methylphenidate is Ritalin. Methylathenamine is the drug on the street that we call meth. They're almost identical from a molecular structure. They're both highly addictive. That's why Ritalin is a Schedule II drug in the same category with morphine, opium, Percodan, and Demerol. If a cocaine addict is given Ritalin, Sheila, they can't tell whether they were given Ritalin or given cocaine. Because we give these kids these Schedule two drugs until they're 18 years old and they're addicted to these, these amphetamine salts. And then suddenly, abruptly, they're taken away from them because they're not in school anymore. They don't need it. Now, all of a sudden, they're looking for an outside source and they start on meth. It's a horrible problem. And the drug companies, the pharmaceutical companies, I think they're right out of the pit of hell, most of them. All they want to do is get you addicted to their products and keep you on drugs as long as they possibly can. I remember I, I read an article The Financial Times a few years ago, I used to quote the, the, the month and the year on it, but what it said was, it was the pharmaceutical corporation's fiduciary responsibility to keep a person on a drug as long as they possibly could to increase their profits. Primary stockholders being part of the Rothschild banking cartel. And by the way, these clowns have done the same thing they did in, the, in Germany after World War One with the Weimar Republic now, and they bought up all of the blue-chip corporations with their trillions of dollars of fiat currency, so now they control almost every five Fortune 500 corporation in America. This is identically what they did to Germany. This, was, this is what planted the seeds of fascism with Hitler in Germany when they did this, and they're doing it again to us. And my mom used to tell me stories about this when well, she would spend 40 billion marks, Sheila, on one loaf of bread. Yeah. My mom was born in 1916, and she said when they were like five and six years old, they would literally take a wheelbarrow full of money to the bakery to get a loaf of bread because it wasn't the mark wasn't worth the paper it was printed on. They would actually burn the German marks for fuel in their fireplaces because it was it cost less to do that than it cost to buy lumber and wood to burn in the fire and see this is what's going to happen Well, we can talk about that. We can talk about that on another show. Let's finish this first Number six is soy soy gets its own special place here soy is basically a female estrogen product And now we're getting genetically modified soy on top of everything else. It is a estrogen product Just one glass of soy milk. I think I forgot the one study I read I think it's equivalent of taking a birth control pill and when a woman is pregnant and she ingests soy milk when the baby is first born and it's given soy formula, it's being given an estrogen substitute is what it is. And it's basically feminizing these little boys. And when you give it to a woman when she's pregnant, or she gets exposed to bisphenol A, which is the plastics, or she gets exposed to pesticides, which have, the, which have the hormones in them, and all these different compounds that contain female estrogen compounds now, when she gets exposed to this, when she's pregnant, especially in the first trimester and throughout the entire pregnancy, but especially the first trimester, all mammals, I remember I took Dr. Visa, he was a German scientist that had immigrated from Germany after the war. And he, I took him for my, one of my first semesters at Florida State University. It was, at, uh, it was in the fall of 1975, and it was a course called Embryology. And he taught us that all mammals are conceived female. And what happens is during the first trimester, what happens is called sexual differentiation and cellular differentiation occurs because the X chromosome in the male triggers the mother's adrenal glands and her ovaries to start producing testosterone to give the little boy the secondary sex characteristics to change the right dominated hemisphere of a woman brain to a left dominated hemisphere male It also takes the clitoris and turns it into a penis. It takes the ovaries turns them into testicles This is what happens if the woman is taking exogenous estrogens when she's pregnant she's getting them through soy protein or whatever else she's taking, what happens is it overrides the testosterone. There's not enough testosterone. So the boy is born as a male because of the Y chromosome with extremely small genitalia and a right-brain-dominated hemisphere, and he thinks and acts like a woman. Now, Now, he's not necessarily gay, but what he is, he's feminized.
0: Or in other words, Bruce Jenner.
1: You know, Bruce Jenner... I don't know what he was given or what his mom was given during birth. I don't have any idea with that because that was a long time ago before a lot of stuff was given. But he he was exposed to Bestinol A because that was put into the food supply back in the 40s. And so what we need to realize is this. Bruce Jenner is being used as a transgender to bring in a whole new generation of transgenders into the United States to make it publicly acceptable in the school system, just like Ellen DeGeneres was brought in to come out of the closet as a lesbian back in the 90s so that she could bring a whole generation of homosexuals out of the closet. And so what they're trying to do, remember, they want to destroy God's creation. These are evil, evil Satanists that are doing this, that are in charge of the world's leadership. They, they're, they're, they're blood-drinking rituals and all the crazy stuff they do. I mean, I didn't believe any of this stuff, but the reality is I started looking and researching Ted Gunderson, who was the head of the FBI in L.A. County back in the 90s, and he uncovered a huge satanic sacrificial network and these kids are routinely being sacrificed to lucifer because these guys are in charge of the world's finances in charge of the world's banks these these are sick people Sheila and they're trying their best to destroy god's creation and bring us under a one world dominated World government, including George Bush and the boys who go to Bohemian Grove and all these other places. When you say, Well, I haven't heard of Bohemian Grove, look it up. Alex Jones got in there back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and did a whole videotape of their cremation of care ceremony. You need to watch it and realize what we're dealing with here. I remember I was co hosting a, a show for six months, the last six months, a huge show on GCN, and I was told, You're getting too religious on the show. And I'm like, I have to be religious because if I'm not religious, I can't tell the people what's going on because. This isn't a battle of flesh and blood, but of principalities and things in the high places, in the heavenly realms, and the other dimensions that are interfering with the earth right now and doing a lot of this stuff, just like they did in Genesis chapter 6. Now, number seven to stay away from is fluoride and chlorine, Sheila. Always make sure you use a point-of-use filter, either reverse osmosis or distillation. Again, the information for that, we have those available on our website. But remember... You have to get the fluoride and the chlorine out of your water. A charcoal filter will take out chlorine, but it will not take out fluoride. The, For the best references that I can find, the first use of fluoride on human beings was in the concentration camps in Germany, because fluoride makes you servile and infertile. And they wanted to keep the people from getting pregnant in the concentration camps, and they wanted to keep them in a servant mindset to work as slaves in the factories. And I'm not just talking about Jews here. I'm talking about Christians and everybody else that were in concentration camps. Because the life expectancy in a concentration camp wasn't very long. So you basically got worked and starved to death. My mom used to tell me stories about this, and my aunt in Germany has verified these stories. And this is something you haven't heard before, Sheila. I'm going to tell you how bad it got in Germany. This is before World War II. My mom said in the late 30s, in the, in the early 40s, before the war got started over there full time, because it got started in Poland in 39. what happened is if you said anything against the Third Reich, the fatherland, the Nazis, In the middle of the night, the SS or the Gestapo would come to your house. They would break your door in. In the middle of the night, they would take you and your children out. In the middle of the night, neighbors would all be looking through the curtains, hearing all the commotion. They'd go out. The kids would be gone. The parents would be gone. Everybody would be gone. The whole family's out of the house. Never to be seen again. These were not Jews. They were Christians. They were Protestants. They were Catholics. Or they could have been Jewish. Or anybody who said anything against the Third Reich. And what's interesting, the following day, they would bulldoze the house down. They were in the memory of the family. And you don't read about this in the history books. My mom told me about this, and my aunt told me about this. Then they would come in with the trucks, haul off the rubble from the house. The following day, they would come in, and they would resod the entire yard as if they never existed. And and, and you guys, if you're listening to me in Germany, you talk to the old-timers, and they'll tell you the truth. This is true. They learned very, very quickly to shut their mouths and not say anything against Hitler, the Nazis, the Third Reich, anything else, because if they did, they simply disappeared and never heard of again. Now, this is the history books that you don't hear about or you don't read about in the United States, because the truth of the matter is the Rothschild banking cartel are the ones through the Rockefeller Foundation and also through the Ford Foundations and all these different places, they financed the Nazi war effort. A lot of the motors that were in the Ford vehicles or the Nazi vehicles were Ford Motor Company, motors. People don't understand that. And the Rockefeller refineries that were in Germany were intentionally not targeted for the bombing raids. Let's not even talk about the huge, I don't know what it was, some kind of astral sacrifice they used with Dresden. You know, in the towards the end of the war, I think it was in February of 45, when the when the, the war was over, Germany was on her knees. And all of the refugees from Berlin had left and come to Dresden, all the women and children, because they knew the Russians were coming. And they had, they had fled to Dresden. And, and it was a, one of the most beautiful Baroque cities in Europe. It had never been touched because there was no industry there. And all they had there were women and children and old men. And they bombed that. They came in in the morning, the, the wee hours of the morning, and they used concussion bombs. And they came in and they bombed the buildings out and blew off all the roofs. Then they came in and everybody thought it was over with, they came in and they dropped incendiaries, phosphorus bombs, into the open buildings and they started a huge fire and the temperatures went up to 1200 degrees and as the children and the women were leaving Dresden, running to the river, they were, being, they were getting stuck in the asphalt that had melted in the roads and they were following and falling and being burned alive in the asphalt holding their babies. Wow. This happened in Dresden. You could read the history books. Then that morning, as Dresden, for the, there were like there were like a hundred thousand people that actually escaped the inferno, and they were by the river in Dresden, huddled, soaking wet from the fire trucks and all the water and all the mess and all this stuff that was going on. And it was freezing temperatures. And then the P fifty one Mustangs and the British fighters came in with their. 50 caliber weapons on their airplanes and they strafed all the women and the children and they shot another hundred thousand with machine gun bullets as they huddled by the river, the women and children. This happened. The United States did it and England did it. And nobody wants to talk about what we did in the war and how incredibly inhumane the targeting of civilians was. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to make a lot of people very, very angry right now, but you need to choke on this and listen to me on this. If the United States falls... And Russia comes in, or China comes in, and they firebomb Miami, firebomb Chicago, or they firebomb New York like we did Dresden. And millions of people die. Are the history books going to write, the Americans deserved it because they went into Iraq and killed over a million civilians that had done absolutely nothing when Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction? What are they going to write in the history books about our country and how incredibly aggressive the United States has become? and how if you don't listen to us, we bomb you. If you don't listen to us, we drone you. If we don't, you don't listen to us, we take over your country. We have become the mercenary army of the Rothschild banking cartel. That's what we are. And they, have, they control our country since 1913, since they start issuing money. And they have used us for their mercenary army over the years. They got us in the World War I with that blithering idiot Woodrow Wilson. They got us in the World War II with Franklin Delano Roosevelt and him intentionally setting us up for the, for the Japanese to attack us. And I could go on and on and on of what's happened in the world and how we have not been the total truth of history. Now, back to the top ten list of foods never to eat. And no, I don't have Alzheimer's. Yes, I remember I haven't finished. <laughs> okay. Chlorine and fluoride don't do them. Number eight are high-fat dairy products, particularly dairy products that have, been, that have bovine growth hormone. Don't put them in your bodies. Don't give them to your children, especially your daughters. Uh, Gosh, it's awful what they can do with fibroid tumor formation. And also remember this, very important, don't use underarm deodorant that contains any aluminum in it. It massively increases the risks of breast cancer. New studies have just been released on that, plus it increases the risks of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, We've developed a new, on our website, healthmasters.com. We've developed a new, a new deodorant that doesn't contain any aluminum whatsoever. It's a phenomenal product and we use it. it's one of our best sellers and it actually works. It's one of the only natural deodorants that actually works. And so we use that every single day ourselves, but don't put aluminum chloride deodorants under your armpits, especially if you're a woman because it massively increases the risk of breast cancer. There now, I've said it twice. And when you increase the aluminum in your body and in your brain, you massively increase the risks of Alzheimer's disease and senile dementia. Remember, aluminum is also added as an adjuvant in immunizations. And just three immunizations in a row, three flu shots in a row, increase your risks of senile dementia by up to 50%. That's why so many people my age, 60 years old and above, are already having memory lapse and senile dementia because they're constantly being injected with these stupid flu shots every year that don't work anyhow. If you want to decrease the risks of flu, take 5,000 IUs of vitamin D3 every single day combined with K2, because it it'll t- it'll has a tendency to calcify some of the soft tissue if you don't do that. Make sure you always take K2 with D3. And also take potassium iodide every single day, at least 13.5 milligrams. That'll massively increase and boost your immune system. And when you take the potassium iodide, it gives a massive reduction in, the, in breast cancer rates. Huge rates. And along with the D3. And if you have a problem with mild to moderate forms of depression, omega-3 oils are one of the best things that you can take. Again, we have a free newsletter we send out every week, actually three times a week. All of this information is in there when you go to the healthmasters.com website. Now, also remember this. The studies have shown with Prozac and Zoloft, those things really don't work anyhow. And they've shown that mild to moderate forms of depression can actually be decreased and improved by using like fish oil, like cod liver oil, also activated methylated B vitamins, and 5 hydroxy tryptophan But of course, Sheila, you already know that. I know your listeners do too. But I just wanted to reinforce that with you. Now, number eight are the high-fat dairy products. Number nine are coffee products. Guys, coffee, again, increases the risks of breast cancer in women because it contains a component called the methylxanthine. Plus, what else coffee does, it elevates cortisol, which makes you store body fat. You don't need to drink coffee. When I was in graduate school at Florida State University, I used to drink 18 cups of coffee a day. And I couldn't function without it. I had my coffee maker set on automatic in the morning. It would come on automatically. And I'd have a pot of coffee to sit around for an hour and drink. And I would tell my roommates, don't talk to me. Don't get in my space. Don't breathe my air. I don't want to see you until I've had an hour's worth of coffee in me. Because I was so addicted to it. And then when I was 27 years old, Sheila, I came down with heart disease and I almost died from it and it changed my entire life. That's when I went back to naturopathic school and started doing all this other kind of stuff because I realized I had missed out on a whole bunch of stuff that I needed to know. And that's why I started learning a lot of what I know now. But the reality is this, if you don't get off the coffee, you're gonna drain your adrenals and you're gonna age yourself twice as fast. And you're gonna cause all kinds of diseases in your body including increased risk of breast cancer and high blood pressure. Green tea doesn't do that. Every morning, I have a purple stick that I use we call them purple sticks. They're at the office. We sell them there. And, and I put them in a glass of water, and I drink every morning. I have two purple sticks, and it gets me geeked up in the morning. It makes me feel absolutely great. I sleep great at night. It doesn't mess up my sleep patterns, and it gives me tremendous energy. And it's a green tea extract is what it is. And it absolutely is amazing what it does and how much energy it gives you, which I guess you can tell because I'm pretty hyper right now, and I have about I had, well, gosh, I had about five hours ago, so they're already wore off. But the point is it gives you a stabilized energy. I just feel this good all the time anyhow, so that's how that works. But stay away from coffee. Drink green tea instead. And number 10 are alcohol products. If you're going to drink a glass of wine every once in a while or a beer every once in a while, I absolutely could care less. But listen to me, friends. 10% of the population is genetically disposed become alcoholics. So if you start drinking alcohol on a regular basis, what ends up happening is if you are genetically predisposed, you can get addicted to alcohol really, really fast because, again, it's another dopamine release when you do all of this. So alcohol is not healthy. It increases the risks of pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, alcoholism, osteoporosis, and, again, breast cancer. And, Sheila, I've never heard anyone say, my life was a wreck, and then I started drinking and everything worked out great (laughs) but i've got so many friends who were christians who started drinking and ruined their lives sheila who ruined their lives because they believe the lie of drinking a glass of wine every day plus just one ounce of alcohol a day decreases your body's production of lipase the enzyme that burns fat instead of stores fat by up to 35 percent. that's why just one beer a day or one glass of wine a day if you're not careful, you'll start getting body fat stored from that and a beer gut. And when you combine that with coffee and high glycemic carbohydrates like bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, you, you get fat. And I told my girls this morning, we had a long talk before we had our prayer time here at the house. We homeschool our kids. I have, I have four children. I, I, have a, I have a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 26-year-old. And, of course, a 26-year-old, he works at the office. His name's Austin. And my other kids, my 16-year-old, he was accepted into college at 14. My 12-year-old has already been accepted into college. She's already passed her entrance exams.
0: Wow.
1: I just thought I'd mention that. My 14-year-old, she's already passed one of her entrance exams. My 15-year-old, my, my, he's 16 now. He's finished his first year as a sophomore in high school. He's finished his first year of college. He already has 29 collegiate hours with a 4.0 GPA. They offered him a position as a mathematics tutor when he first started because his test scores were so high in mathematics. He just finished English comp, which he got the highest grade in the class. And now they've offered him an English tutor position for writing comprehension and writing, a paid position at, this, at the university, at the college. And he's 16 years old.
0: Wow. Well, at the Brower household, they're getting good nutrition. So.
1: Also, also, remember, they don't do the immunizations.
0: Yeah, well, don't get me started on these vaccinations because I have first-hand knowledge of what vaccinations do to people. And these flu shots, and one of the things I rail about, Ted, on my program all the time, these women, they go in the hospital, as soon as they give birth, they whisk these little babies away and give them God knows what. That's a nightmare, isn't it?
1: Well, the hepatitis shot, the only reason they give it to the child, because they automatically assume... That the mother is a dry IV drug-using drug addict prostitute. That's the law they passed. That all women who were pregnant have to be assumed to be an IV drug using prostitute with hepatitis. And the problem is, we they already know that the antibiotics, that, that the immunizations don't even work for the child for the first 12 months, that the mother is supposed to provide the antibiotics through breastfeeding to the children, to the antib- the antibodies. And so they know that they're very ineffective. The only reason they want you to do three, six, and nine-month shots with these infants, and so you develop a habit pattern to go back to the pediatrician on an ongoing basis to continue to stab the kids with all these immunizations. Now I'm telling you, if you're gonna do the immunizations, make sure there's no thimerosal, make sure there's no mercury, and if you're gonna do it, no matter what I've said, make sure you don't do them in clusters, spread them out. And the reality is this, if the main objective is to put them into the public school system, into the communist indoctrination center, which is, if that's what you wanna do, then what you need to realize is you don't have to give them the immunizations until they get ready to start school. You don't have to give it to them the first couple of years. So always remember that. So there's a huge controversy, which I don't understand because the research against immunizations is so overwhelming that I still can't believe except for the Rothschild controlled media empire in the United States has so brainwashed everybody. See, people sit around and they watch TV. And they don't realize the flicker rate on the TV, Sheila, is designed to put you into an alpha brainwave state. And what it does, it makes, you, it makes you susceptible to suggestions. So you're watching TV as you're eating your Doritos laced with the MSG, which is unbelievably poisonous. You're drinking your diet soda with the aspartame. Now you've got your brain control molecules that are going. You've got the monosodium glutamate. You've got the aspartic acid. You've got the phenylalanine. You've got the brain control going on. You're sitting there in an alpha brainwave state being bathed in dopamine. Drooling on yourself because you're no longer mentally acute and you're watching the tv and they're telling you the drugs are good Drugs are good buy more gmo drugs are good drugs are good and you start believing the lie See jesus said the truth will set you free I've come into the world to bring truth to the world But the world has preferred the darkness or the lie to paraphrase the scripture That's what it says the world has preferred the lie because they don't want to hear the truth because the truth is going to require that they themselves assume responsibility for their actions. The other day we had a kid in here working out. I've got, a little, I've got a little workout area at the house, and my son Austin was working out. And the kid had just had a baby. He's like 25 years old, just had his first baby. And we had given him all this literature on immunizations and how bad they were. And he had said, he had talked to his wife, and they were not going to immunize. Well, then what happened is the in-laws got involved, and they decided to immunize. And so I was talking to him in there, and here's what he said, Sheila. Sheila. He goes, I believe that if I give my child 67 immunizations, which is what the, the numbers are now, and that child comes down with autism, that it was God's will for that child to have autism.
0: Oh, good Lord.
1: And I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I said a bad word. I don't really say bad words very often, but sometimes I do, and every once in a while I mess up. And I start fussing, because I've known this kid since he was a little kid. And I said to him, I said, that's nonsense. I said, you are blaming the evil of Lucifer And you're blaming God for it. God's will is not for your child to be autistic. If you're stupid enough to step in front of a semi-truck that's running 70 miles an hour, it was not God's will for you to be hit by that semi-truck. He gave you freedom of choice. It was through your own stupidity that you killed yourself. What that's called, that's called providentialism is what that's called if you look it up online. And that means that everything that happens happens because it's the will of God. That's not true. God has a plan A for your life. He did for all of us when we were born. But we quickly don't do plan A, so he creates a plan B, which is his perfect will. But then we don't do plan B either, so we need to to plan C. By the time you know, we're, you know we're 50 or 60 years old, we're already on plan 1 to the 20th power, trying to figure out what God <laughs> wants. Right? Because, but God constantly fixes it. But if we constantly use the freedom of will that he gave us to step out of his will and to do our own will, then what ends up happening is we don't have God's will in our life. So everybody listening today, listen to me. And I'm going to start off with saying this one more time. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight and you feel awful, how bad does it have to get before you start making healthier choices? I mean, what is it going to take for you to turn around? If you're going east on the interstate, but you want to go west, you've got to get off an off-ramp and go the other direction. How bad do you have to get? How sick do you have to get? How bad do you have to feel? How low does your energy have to get? Guys, I'll be 60 years old in a couple of months. I feel great. My libido is still through the roof. My energy level is through the roof. There's a picture of me and my wife on the website at healthmasters.com. You can see us. I mean, we train every single day. I don't take steroids. I don't take a testosterone supplement. I don't do any of those nonsensical things. I don't do any of that stuff. This is my passion. This is my life. This is my calling. This is what I want to do. This is what I I want to help everybody who's listening today, Sheila.
0: And it certainly shows, Ted. And, you know, really the bottom line is what kind of quality of life is it to be depressed and oppressed and overweight and just absolutely always feeling terrible? I mean, that really is no quality of life at all, is it?
1: If all you care about is trying to get out of bed so you can make it to the bathroom in the morning, so you can go suck down your five cups of coffee because you can't think and then take your... 14 different medications you got to take to the day and you feel so god-awful. Now remember, the statin drugs pretty much destroy your cholesterol synthesis. Now studies are coming out saying that if your cholesterol is between two and 300, you actually live longer and have a longer life expectancy. And always remember this, when your cholesterol drops under 200, all disease rates, particularly cancer, goes through the roof. Plus, if your cholesterol goes under 200 for a guy, it's almost impossible for you to manufacture testosterone. Well, the statin drugs push your cholesterol under 200. That's where the ideal, quote, range is. Well, if they get the entire population of the planet, we have 40 million Americans taking statin drugs now, probably 30 million guys taking statin drugs. We've just lowered their testosterone so they're no longer alpha males. They no longer want to go pick up a gun and defend their families. They no longer want to go to the gym and work out. They don't want to have sex with their wives. They don't want to do anything. They want to sit around and watch sports on TV and eat their potato chips and drink their sodas. And that's how they live their life. They don't want to do anything. They turn into couch potatoes and they hate their life. And they live their life vicariously by watching sports teams on TV. It's really kind of sad that we've allowed ourselves to become this. I've had so many people, like look at metformin. Metformin is used for adult onset diabetes and it's been specifically linked and shown to cause pancreatic cancer. Yes. But yet, nobody wants to talk about this. In fact, in my latest book, Breakthrough Health, that's available at the website, healthmasters.com. It basically goes into the top 10 drugs over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs as far as prescription-only drugs that you should never, ever put into your body because the side effects aren't worth what they're supposed to do, Sheila.
0: Well, and that's the thing, you know, when you look at the fact that the global elite are clearly making their move to go after alternative health care as part of the TPP through the Codex Alimentarius, this is tantamount to using food and alternative health as a political tool in order to enforce subjugation. What's stunning to me is that soon you'll have to go and get vitamin C from your doctor at, what, $90 a bottle? That's quite stunning, isn't it?
1: Well, that's what they want. This is so important. When the Sabatain Frankists and the Rothschild Banking Cartel took over the global economy in England in the 1700s with the Napoleonic War, and then took us over through the Bank of England in 1812 with the Bank of America, that the same Rothschild Banking Cartel took the Civil War and financed both sides of it, and then they ended up trying to force Lincoln to put in another central bank, which he refused. And then in 1913, that blithering idiot Woodrow Wilson put in the central bank in the United States and also brought in the income tax the same year. You know, when Congress was already in recess, they only a couple of people voted on it and they gave the right to control money to the Rothschild banking cartel. And when that happened, we sold the country into the slavery. It took them 20 years to manipulate the currency through the roaring 20s by making the M1 money supply loose and increasing the amount of money in circulation. And then in 1929, they told their buddies what they were going to do. And everybody got out of the market, all the big boys like the Rockefellers, and they contracted the M1 money supply. And when they did that, they caused the Great Depression. The same Satan-controlled Rothschild group is the one that has done this. If you read the book, The Bloodlines, it says that the Rothschilds actually put a place setting at their dinner table every single night for Lucifer himself. And they say that every 37 years he appears to them. Now, I don't know if all that stuff is true, but all I know is this. There's some really sick people out there. Look at all the children in the Old Testament that were sacrificed to Baal in the fire. And Baal represents Moloch, which represents the great owl, which represents the 40-foot owl at Bohemian Grove, in which they still are burning a human being to, to Lucifer. So you cannot separate what's going on from a scriptural standpoint globally as to what's happening in the world today because there's a reason that we're being taken down this path to destruction.
0: Well, and again, there's a constant assault on our bodies, toxins in the air, our water is fluoridated, our diet, the GMO, frankenfoods and depleted soils. There's EMF everywhere, the Wi-Fi. We're being bathed in a chemical toxicity stew, aren't we?
1: No, we are. And, uh, you know, and when we we come back in and we do another show with you, we'll, we'll talk about all that. We'll go into detail on what Wi-Fi really does, how it changes the frequency of the body, how you should never hold an iPad on your lap how you should at least keep it six to eight inches away from you at all times, why a woman should never, ever put a cell phone in her back pocket and what it does to the ovaries. We'll go into detail on all of that on the next show that we come back and do with you, Sheila, because here's the way I look at it is this. If we don't learn, if we don't understand what's happening, we're going to continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. And that's what they want. They don't want us to learn that the common core, we're going to whole show on common core and how they're intentionally dumbing down the kids. They want a dumbed down electorate. Remember, the Catholic Church used to make it illegal to read. And if you read the Bible, it was considered a heresy, and they would kill you for it because stupid people are easier to control. An educated electorate has its own opinions and formulates its own thoughts and makes its own decisions. They don't want that. They want you to do what you're told to do as a stupid drone, and that's all they care about.
0: Well, absolutely. Well, Ted, I'm looking forward to having you back on because really our bodies are the temple of God and it's very important that we take a proactive approach to this. Folks, I really recommend that people get a copy of Ted's book, Breakthrough Health, amazing website, healthmasters.com. And Ted, give out your international phone number for the folks.
1: Area code 863-967-0244. That's 863 863- 9670244 that takes you right to my main office.
0: Well Ted, please come back and see us soon. It was so informative and I really do hope you come back and see us soon.
1: Sheila, I'm looking forward to the next show. We'll cover all the other topics we've missed on.
0: <laughs> Thanks Ted. Folks, that was Ted Brower. His information is linked there at weekendvigilante.com. Do go to healthmasters.com folks and do get his book and I really recommend the products on his site you will not be disappointed folks the always funny hilarious and insightful gerald salente is stopping by tomorrow so be sure to tune in for that thanks so much for tuning in today folks good night and god bless